back up your backup because I don't have 2012 anywhere. <laughs> I have no idea where 2012 is. <laughs> it's it's a pass. Crap. Along with all the files from 2012. Are we recording this, by the way? We are. Are we ready to record? Another okay, time. well. We can, we can, we can banter. Can, I don't mind either. We can um, get into it. Yeah. Yeah, because Kathleen Shannon, 2012, we've known each other a long time. Yeah, we have known each other a long time. I was just thinking about you and like how instrumental everything that you've taught me has been to my life and it's you know even more distance and time from whenever we were first working together and you were teaching me things like law of attraction and just high vibing and how that can really change who you are and what you do I think that the time and the kind of things that happen between then and now and really just letting those lessons sink in has been instrumental and so thank you like I'm just so proud to know you and to call you a friend but I'm also so grateful for all the metaphysical but also really practical stuff that you've taught me so oh thank gosh you. thank you so much thank you so much well you know uh, likewise I mean I the, the thing that one of the things I love about our history is I've and one of my favorite things I have a um when I was a kid, I would say I had one of those, uh, like, Sheldon memories, you know what I mean? Like, I have one of those locked in, almost remember every conversation kind of thing. And now that I'm older, it's not as good. But I remember very specifically conversations with my clients. And I remember very specifically the conversation with you about this vision that isn't, you know, it's like what I love about coaching people and then watching them grow and become, you know, the people that they want to they create themselves to be is getting to see how the vision doesn't always match up with how they spoke it perfectly but it does because it's the it's the universe's version mm-hmm. yes yeah. Right? yeah so you know like when you and i first started working together your vision was this big huge thing but it but it but it wasn't exactly it isn't exactly the the way you i don't think saw it so you can speak to that yourself but boy it's totally brighter than you ever thought right well you know i yeah, think we probably I mean, should sure. jump in here real quick and say who <laughs> kathleen shannon is <laughs> i mean i know that we all are like fangirling like crazy right now those of us who know who Becca, kathleen is we're fangirling like yes yeah, so i will introduce kathleen shannon who is the co-host of being boss the podcast who's just amazing but she's also um, a creative, amazing person who has Braid Creative, which is more of a marketing firm, and she's got a new book out uh, for, with along with the Being Boss podcast. And, I mean, she's just doing huge, 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 huge things, and she just so happens to have also been a client of Jay's back in the day when he was... Uh, everybody was first starting out. So we've had Kathleen on before. Actually, one of our very first episodes uh, was Kathleen joining us for the, when we launched the podcast, Doing the Work. So excited to have you back on, Kathleen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And now we can chat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming back. So we, let's, the book is part of this vision that we were just talking about. And so tell us, will you share a little bit about like, you know, you had this vision and now it is what we're just sharing about. What what was your vision? Do you remember that? Yeah, I think that my vision was just to 
be living a really big life and yep. <laughs> expressed in the in the term of like fame or celebrity. Like I really yep. wanted that. And I almost am feeling that shame feeling in saying that out loud again. And I mm. certainly know that I was a little bit, I wasn't so embarrassed about it seven years ago. Like seven years ago, I was like, this is what I want. I want to be yep. famous. I want to be on Oprah. But I do think it was more along the lines of like fame for fame's sake. And I will say like, I do kind of love celebrity and I I am impressed by the Kardashians and we don't right. have to agree on like every nuance of like who they are and what they do and how they express themselves. But I think that there's just as much value in all of that as any other career or profession. But what's happened along the way is I've been able to figure out how to narrow in and focus on this idea of like creative expression. I think that whenever it really comes down to it, I've just always had this drive to show up, to be on the stage and to express myself. And really even thinking about using my life almost as an art, like as a way of expression. And mm, that, that by being who I am, I can help other people be who they are. And that. so I think that, you know, this is why... Um, even before I knew that you were trans, Jay, I think that like I connected with you so much because you've literally been able to transform your entire identity and evolve along the way. And yeah. so for me, like I've always been so fascinated by transformation and evolution. And so I think that's also why I love celebrity. Like I've always looked up to Madonna and like mm -hmm. a lot of celebrities and artists and musicians, especially more than ever, have no problem taking risks and evolving in front of the world. And so I think that in my mind, oh my God, that yeah. was the grand vision, right? Oh, that's it's so brilliant. Along those lines. But I'm like in the middle of Oklahoma. <laughs> like how I don't, I'm not, you know, quote unquote, like anything special. I'm not a big deal. I can't even compete with you know people on Instagram or online who are just rocking it so I'm working with Jay and I'm like I just it's such a millennial thing to say is like I feel like I know that I'm special but <laughs> how does it show up and he's like oh just hang tight right so then along the way I realized like even through my work with Jay and through my work with Braid Creative and a lot of blogging so I've always been a big fan of really shaping who I am through the stories that I tell and the content that I share. And so through blogging and writing and now podcasting that I really am able to show up as I am, bring my expertise and skills of branding. So like, how do you package up who you are in a way that other people can understand in an instant? Like, what is that first impression? And what does it communicate? And then along with some of the more metaphysical law of attraction we're just lucky to be alive kind of philosophical approach that I've been able to cultivate and um really taking it all and blending it all together mashing it all together in a way that I think is compelling to people who are still struggling with not defining themselves but letting society define them or let their stories from their childhood define them or being worried about what everyone else thinks. So all of it has come out and, and all of it is expressed in different ways, but I am showing up as I am in my branding agency. I'm showing up on my podcast. And more recently we took everything that we've, 
created on the podcast and kind of condensed it into a book called Being Boss. And the funny thing about this is that, Jay, I remember having you on the show and you said, if you have a life that you can keep track of, you are not living big enough. (laughs) And that really resonated with me because I was... I almost felt like I was spinning out a little bit. Like I could not keep track of my life between becoming a mom, owning a couple of businesses, showing up, just all the things. More recently, I moved from Oklahoma to Detroit. Like there is a lot going on, wanting to travel the world, going to Mount Everest. I just really love going on adventures and elevating the mundane. And often that means that I feel like I'm spinning out of control. And what I realized is that if I can establish, you know, cultivate mindsets that mm-hmm. help me do the work. So for me, mm-hmm. that's probably cultivating confidence, trust, self-reliance, mm-hmm. believing in myself more than anything else in the whole world. Um, and then habits and routines. So that. Yeah. I open your book like on page 100. I just open the book just like to yeah. a page because I like to do that. So, and the, and the pages, what I'm looking at is schedule everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is, you know, that's, I believe you have to schedule everything or it doesn't happen. Yeah. Right. So schedule if, it's not, if it's not my calendar, it's not happening. Right. And so like my most important meeting of the day is my first meeting of the day and it's with myself and it's usually going to the gym. This morning it was going for a really long walk and I had some deadlines. You know, I had prepping for this podcast interview with you all. I've got a client meeting right after this with a really big client. I've got a couple of interviews this afternoon, but I still went for that walk. And guess what? Like, I feel centered. I feel grounded. I feel aligned. And I feel more articulate and prepared having gone for a walk than I would have sitting here behind my laptop freaking out about what I'm going to say. Grinding And so, like, really establishing habits and routines that allow for productivity, but also a certain amount of alignment and spirituality in there as well. Spirituality. Right, Mm -hmm. Jay? Spirituality. (laughs) Um, So really getting aligned in that way, I think it helps me live a life that is too big to keep track of without just completely losing my shit. And I think that that's really what this book is all about, is being able to do that. I agree. That's fantastic. Oh, yes. Yeah, and as I and you know me, I'm not going to read the whole thing cover to cover because I'm just not going to. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but I have been skimming through it, and it's exactly that. I mean, I love I love the lists, I love the action. You know, like this is a great book in the sense that like it's one of those books you can turn to any page, right? And you yeah, can just, Jay, I love oh, that you yeah. actually say that. Like, I'm not going to read it back to back because whenever I was designing the book and writing the book, I thought I want this to be super digestible. I almost want it to feel like a magazine where you can just pick it up to any page. That is like tra- a magazine. Nice work. Yeah. I'm traditionally yeah. I'm traditionally published and apparently publishers hate the word magazine. So I didn't <laughs> use that in any of my pitches, but I can tell you all. Like I really wanted it to feel like at any moment if you have this book on your nightstand or on your desk and you're really just needing a boost of inspiration or a productivity like hack or tip or just something to get your gears turning. You can literally turn to any page and mm-hmm. find something there for you. Nice. Yeah. It's It really is. I, I just popped open this page that has your uh, being a balanced boss. And it's got like, you know, like little places you can fill in um, physical habits, mental habits, emotional habits, 
things like that. Now, Kathleen, is there like on your website? Could somebody download extra copies of that balance boss thing? Um, yeah, so if you buy the book, uh, we mm-hmm. include a URL in the book where you can go and find the worksheets so that you can print them off. So our book is interactive and it has worksheets in it. And I love the idea. Another thing that I thought of when I was designing this book is almost like if I was designing a cookbook for mm-hmm. a creative entrepreneur, what that would look like. And so I love my cookbooks that are have like cake batter in the in the yes. creases yes. and you know writing in the margins and something that whenever you pass it down like whenever you get a cookbook from your grandma and mm-hmm. it's just beat to shit like yep. I love nothing more than that I want that book for people I want this book being boss to be that for people where they can just write in the margins and get it dirty yeah but get it all dirty it- I get it. Like, if you're not that kind of boss, if you are probably a Virgo or something, you might not have to off the extra work. <laughs> might have some issues. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're not as messy as well, I am. Well, I mean, I don't like, I'm that kind of, I can be that person sometimes. Like, I like to have things pristine. Um, um, so, or at least I like to have a copy that's pristine. Um, yeah. But on yeah, our yeah. website at beingboss.club, if you go to our resources section, even apart from the book, we have so many worksheets. If there's, something I love. It's a worksheet. So we have a ton of worksheets and resources that people can fill in by hand because there's something magical that happens whenever you put pen to paper. And Jay, you were talking about like how things manifest in the universe. And one of my favorite things to do right now is to make a list of a hundred things that I want or that I want to do or that I want to be or people that I want to meet. And I just make a big list, right? And it it really challenges you. Like you'll kind of want to start small and then you'll start running out of things that you want to do and you'll start getting bigger and bigger in what you want. And what's cool about this is that I've run across lists from years ago and seeing that every single thing on that list was able to manifest. And so some of them quite literally, I remember one list, number 100 on it was to have a home birth. And this was before I even knew if I actually wanted a kid or not. And then whenever I was pregnant, I was definitely going to the hospital for my checkups. And I was like, there is no way I'm pushing this baby out at home. (laughs) But then circumstances happened. My midwife quit. She was like, I'm quitting to do home deliveries only. And I was like, well, I guess this is my sign. Like you can come to my house and deliver my baby. And it worked out perfectly. And so that was like a literal apples to apples. It came out exactly as I imagined. But then there are also other things like where let's say Oprah Winfrey is on the list, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Brene Brown was a client of mine. I'm having a Skype conversation with her. She gets a phone call from a Chicago area code, picks up and it's Oprah Winfrey. Oh my God. So like I didn't meet Oprah, but I was on Skype when someone else was (laughs) chatting with her. And that's the cool thing about making lists and setting goals is that, and this is something that you taught me also, Jay, is that the more specific you can get, the more you will recognize those opportunities of achieving it or even just the opportunities of serendipity with, with this goal or this desire showing up in like a quirky way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting because we don't know how it works. We just know that it does. Right. Like, I mean, I don't know the quantum physics behind it anyway, should I say. I think that there are people who could probably at least, you know, that already do put a scientific equation behind it. And, you know, that we know the universe is substance and that the thought produces things. 
and that energetically there's something about, and let's talk about this for a second because you're good at this, Kathleen, and you speak to it a lot about the higher the vibration and the more focused on the thing, right? Then the reticular activating system, the brain kicks in and starts kicking it in to your focus. And then that focus, as long as there's nothing in the way, it's already there. Totally. I feel like I'm really good at manifesting things. So I feel like always have been. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. People that just, I mean, it's interesting because I know people, other people like you. I have a friend, uh, one of the kids that was in my youth group when when I would taught the YOU. This kid just, she just is so crystal clear about what she wants and that she can have whatever she wants. That as soon as she thinks it, she knows she's going to have it. And then that's all there is to it. Yeah. And I think even just saying, I'm the kind of person who's great at manifesting things yes. just reinforces that. <laughs> reinforces belief. that idea. Yep. That you're the per- yes, yep. exactly. How many people listening could say that and not set off their bullshit meter, right? Their BS <laughs> yeah. meter, their belief yeah. system meter, right? How many people could actually say, I'm great at manifesting and not hear that? You're lying. But if you're not good at manifesting things, and there's a lot of stuff that I'm the, not the good at. <laughs> right. There's a lot of stuff that I'm not good at. And this is another thing that you taught me, Jay, that actually ended up in the book was turning on your taxi light. Like if you don't feel like you're good at something and there are some things that like, I wish I was more patient, for example, like I don't have a lot of patience, which might lead into my ability to manifest things really fast. And so maybe this thing that I perceive as a weakness whenever it comes to parenting is actually a superpower whenever it comes to my career, for example, but, um, as I think just turning on that light. Right. And so this for me, uh, Jay, you presented me the visual of turn on your taxi light, like literally imagine that you are pulling on a chain and that light is going on. And you told me this whenever I was going to a conference and I apologize if I shared this story the first time on our first podcast together, but I've been using this now in really transforming some of my beliefs, like in my inner world. So like, what can I turn my light on in my inner world whenever it comes to the kinds of attitudes that I want to cultivate? So I do believe that I'm really good at manifesting things. And the other day I was sitting back and thinking like, I've been hustling so hard for the past seven years, but whenever I really look at the best opportunities I've received, it's been more of a passive thing, like where I've sat back and let things come my way. So even more recently, I've been really focusing on shining the light and reaffirming the belief that good things flow my way. And I'm like a magnet attracting really good opportunities. I don't have to try so hard. Right. Yeah. My, my want for you is to, to know that you actually don't have to do it, do anything. It's all just the being. Right. The doing cast. I mean, there's doing you have to do, obviously, but I mean, there's not, you know, it just comes and it's the next, the next step, next thing in front of you to do on the journey. Because the hustle and the worry is in the, I mean, the hustle is usually is you have all these things to do, but then it's also your thoughts about all those things to do. Yep. One of the things I like so much about being boss is that you guys don't have that like grind it out mentality. So many of the podcasts and things that I listen to, I just get eventually turned off by because it's like this thing where it's like telling you, you know, you have to work harder and harder and harder and you, you know, 
it, you're not going to be successful until you, you know, are dropping dead from exhaustion. And I'm like, what? I don't want that. That's not the life I want to live. And then you go to being boss and it's all about like, hey, let's, uh, you know, do a tarot card this morning and see what our day's going to be like, you know, and like just letting things flow in a way that you guys have now created this space for people and the interviews that you're getting, the amazing, you know, top-notch level people and the, and the book and the, all of the things that you guys are doing, it just, there's this, there's this ease to it that is so inspiring as a listener. Well, thank you. I think that I don't, I don't want to mislead anybody because this isn't just sitting back and letting things happen because there is certainly days that feel like a grind, but it's like, how do we elevate the grind so that it feels good? And so even just this week, I had some client deadlines and I found myself, it is this like, there's a certain amount of awareness and clarity that has to go into all of this. But I found myself, I became aware of the fact that I was sitting there rushing toward this deadline and it was putting me on edge around like my family specifically, trying to get right. my husband and my kiddo out the door. And I was acting pissy at them. They leave and I realized like, oh, it's because I have this deadline. And then I thought, what would my life look like if I could have these deadlines without getting mad about it, because like, right. That's there's, what I'm no, talking about. there's no amount of stress <laughs> that is yes. going to change the outcome. And if anything, if I can chill out, I can like, this is probably the belief that I'm trying to rewire in my brain right now is that I've always felt like this sense of urgency and certain amount of stress has allowed me to accomplish what I've accomplished because I yeah. have been the kind of person who enjoys that kind of like almost competitive, let's hustle it out spirit. Um, but now I'm at this point where, you know, I'm a little older. I'm a, hopefully a little wiser. I've got a family. Like I just don't have the same amount of energy that I used to, to really get myself in a tizzy about things. So I thought, you know, what would my life look like if I could have this deadline without getting stressed out about it and without making up stories and all the things that, you all are speaking about on your podcast and really just putting that into practice. And so I have, and even just the other day, like right now we're looking for a designer at Braid Creative and I was having a conversation with my sister, who's my business partner there. And she was like, are you, are you not, do you not care about this or is this not a priority? And I was like, no, it's totally a priority. I'm just not going to get my panties in a wad about it. Like, <laughs> There's no amount of like freaking out about this that's going to get us a good designer sooner than later. So then this is just to really illustrate some of this stuff in practice. So then in the morning, I was doing some morning journaling and I've been practicing this like five minute journaling exercise where I write down three things I'm grateful for, three things that if it happens will make my day great. And then three kind of like affirmations and the things that will make my day great has been incredible. So like yesterday I put down one thing that would make my day great is if I get some qualified designer candidates, like some good resumes and people worth interviewing whenever it comes to what we're looking for. Everyone's worth an interview, but looking, finding a good fit for us right now. And so, and then lo and behold, like I got two emails in my inbox of qualified candidates that now I can interview. And instead of like freaking out, I just got really clear on what it is that I need. And so I think that if like there's a hustle anywhere, it's just around 
getting super clear on what it is that you want, what you need to do to get there, Mm -hmm. at least maybe in your mind, because like there is a little bit of that aligned action. And then that third part is like, what will bring you into alignment in order to make this thing happen in the easiest way possible? Yeah. And what, I mean, I think that what the, the takeaway too, for me around that Kathleen is figuring out. And I love that what you're saying is the conversation. I mean, the way I heard it was the conversation. I'm the belief I'm transforming the, 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 is that I have to hustle or I have to hurry or I have to be, and that I, that I can't have the same level of success and, um, all the same meetings and busyness, you know, full in peace. You know what I mean? Like we can, right. right? That you can't have that. So, um, but what's interesting to me about that is that I've, I've, uh, you know, I'm a little bit of a neuroscience nerd. And so really what we're at, what you're looking at too, in terms of belief system is, okay, so what neural pattern runs and another way to look at it for me anyway, is what kicks in, right? Cause it's a kick in, right? It's like a kick totally. in, right? Yeah. So in, and I swear to God, it's the most insane thing sometimes to just, if you can start to observe it kick in. So what, so the good news is you observed it kicking in with Jeremy and Fox that morning or, you know, like getting ready. And then like, can you, you know, if you can start to see where it kicks in, then you can start almost getting to the point that what is the actual thing you said to yourself that kicks it in? Yeah. Right. Because I just opened your book again to the Florence where you're quoting Florence Gova Shannon. We're talking about your word is your wand. And this whole thing about manifesting, I tell you, I, <laughs> I keep coming back to it over and over and over again, but I swear to you that whatever we speak, we manifest at some point and everything from, you know, I have a client right now who is, you know, she would, we're, she's moving and she's creating this new stuff and her kids can end up in this public school. And she says to me, I've always said, people say this stuff like this to me. I've always said, you know, I wish you could be in a public school. And I'm like, for crying out loud, if you've always said that, just like, then let's create creating that. Like, you know, like, <laughs> let's not act like that's an accident we want to happen, you know. But it was. I mean, in this case, the universe just delivered. She had forgot, you know, that, that wasn't on her radar in the moment. You know what I mean? But she had right. said that in the past, right? I have a client recently that... Uh, mentioned the name of a business a year and a half ago then forgot about it went back to school a year later as everything turns out and manifests the same idea comes back and now it's ready to be manifest you know what i mean it's like i watch that stuff happen all the time and so that pattern if we can get to what did what was the thought what was the thought that kicked that trigger off then we can almost start to just be like oh great there's my there's my thing to stop saying and stop thinking and stop and start to tra- to turn around you know what i'm saying just to start right. rewinding that retraining that neural pattern okay so here's where i'm getting really tripped up i need your i need your expert advice on this so where i'm being a little tripped up is like around the idea of thoughts versus beliefs because i do think that It is like the believability of the words that come out of your mouth, like down to your cellular level of like believing it to be true or feeling it in your body that then allows that actual manifestation. The other way that I would say that in a more, you know, Spock like speaking, right? (laughs) That's how I think, right? (laughs) Is that's the difference between a thought is the difference between, you know, flip it on the light switch once 
and a belief is that pattern has run so long and for that groove is so deep that it goes down into your you feel it everywhere but all that is an impulse coming from the brain or the gut perhaps and we're not the jury's out right but it's a neurological impulse that goes all the way down into our cells but i assert that that's only because some some form of that pattern has run so long right that that's been formed for so long right and we don't always know what touches it we don't always know what trips it off right 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 so a couple weeks ago i was sharing about how i was babysitting with my babe my nephew's baby who looks exactly like him i had a file unlock that unlocked suicidal thoughts about that time because you know like it's just a file right right now that file hasn't running but i felt i could feel the feelings of that file (laughs) i could feel the realness of those thoughts but because that thought hadn't run in a long time and because i'd practiced for so long my other beliefs i was able to go that's just you know because the thoughts like everyone would be better off without you all that drama martyr right 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 i've practiced my other thoughts for way longer now so they don't feel that old feeling anymore the same it's more of a knowing that's like, yeah, well, I like you're you're being you're just being a baby right now or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a no there's a, there's an observation of it. You know what I'm saying? There's you're just yeah. you can just see the pattern run. So to, for me, it helps to turn it into a mechanical process rather than an emotional or you know like a like it's really like something because it's all really you know it's all neural patterns running. See, I think that I'm into playing with the emotions, like the energy in my body and and playing with that now. Because like, for example, I'm really good at manifesting things. I have not manifested millions of dollars. I know it's coming my way, but I, I want it to happen a little bit sooner, right? So like, what can I do to accelerate that or to really feel it. And so lately I've been playing with the value of abundance and what is it, what, how would my life be different if I had $2 million? Like what yeah. would be different? And so then really finding that expression. Yeah. And, and that uh, feeling. Yeah. And that feeling. That and so I, I guess this is where yeah, I see that's different. We were, you're talking about manifesting now where, because I want to make sure nobody confuses these two conversations because oh, right. talk about mani- manifesting what we were talking about is what was getting in your way with your family. You know what I mean? That old neural pattern. Right, right, That's right, a totally right. different conversation, right? But I guess what I'm talking about is like your word is your wand, you know? Uh-huh. like, And that can be actually used you know, that's, in I mean, I'm, I, I'm already places. Uh, what I don't know is that when the timeline, whenever it will line up, but I'm already clear that you're a multimillionaire. Like you've right. spoken that path. I'm already clear that's a done deal. I mean, that's why it's so good to have people like you and people like in my corner, because I think that whenever you start to feel self-doubt or whatever, I think that you can also like harness the energy of your community around you to say like, shit, yeah, like I see that for you, Mm -hmm. even whenever you're doubting yourself. Yeah, that's been really, yeah, it's, that's one of my hardest things is I, to take that stuff in. Yeah. So I have a best day ever folder, which is a folder that I keep. Um, I call it best day ever, but it's like a folder full of just random emails and notes that people have sent me that tell me the difference I made in their life. Nice. Yeah. That. And that's, it keeps me present to, to that. 
Oh so, my goodness. But oh, yeah. Like in terms of the words you want, like I'm 100% clear that's manifesting. What I don't know is what you're going to, you know, we know what we don't know, which I find fascinating, is all the things that have to line up to make that happen. I also think that the universe has like a sense of humor where inflation will happen to the point where a million dollars is worth like $5. Yes. And yes. We're all going to be millionaires. It's and so we'll be like, look, right? we're here. <laughs> we're all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's why actually, you know, but this is a good example for everything is really getting clear on then what would you do with that million dollars? What would you experience? What would be different? What would be the same? And then whenever you can get clear on that, you can actually start living the life that you really want, which is only going to attract that end goal, like that destination that you have in your mind along the journey of living it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that for me is like, I mean, I'm with you in the sense that like, I would love to have the million dollars. And, and for me, a part of that is because there's so many things I want to do that I want to give money to that I can't right now. <laughs> um, but also what's even more important to me is the uh, enjoyment of the life as it is. Totally. You know, just being, having, and, and if, you know, that's, I'm so abundant. I mean, in every other way, I have such abundance in my life. Uh, it's uh, getting present to that sometimes is for me, the one thing that I know is going to continue to foster the abundance, you know, focusing you know, on the whenever it comes to that million dollars and giving back, I think that that's one part of it. And for me, that's huge. I also just like visualize having a really nice bathtub with a beautiful view. Like whenever yeah. I think about really the only thing that would be the most different in my life, is <laughs> literally my bathtub. And huh. so, but also whenever I think of coming back to the giving back part of it is that I'm probably experiencing more of a like cash flow situation now in my business, like over at being boss, we're investing a lot back into things and mm -hmm. that can really throw you into scarcity pretty mm -hmm. quickly whenever like money starts tightening up a little bit. And Emily and I were like, but you know what? Now more than ever, let's give a percentage of our profits to an organization. Like that would feel really good right now. And so yeah. even if we only have $50 a month to give, that's $50 more than we were giving before. And yeah. I feel like it taps into the flow of practicing what that is like. And if you can yeah. start practicing it now, oh, the yeah. dividends are just going to be getting bigger and bigger later. And so that's something that even... I share in my book is like people are freaking out about being the millionaire and that can be paralyzing. It can be, it can start to trigger a lot of fear of success and fear of failure and all the shit. So why not just focus on making a hundred dollars today? And I think that whenever you can do that, you can start to tap into the flow of that exchange of energy, even if it's yeah. just a hundred dollars. And then soon you'll find that it's a thousand dollars and then $10,000. Right. So I think that that's huge too, whenever it comes to living a rich and abundant life is to start practicing that now. Absolutely. I mean, I think you, I think part of it is doing all the things you would already do. There'd just be more money behind it. Heck you know, yeah. like I've always had a practice. I have a tithing practice to my spiritual community and, and I do too. I do my, I have one, like two different spiritual communities I kind of tithe to. And then I have a community, you know, I give 15 bucks a month to the, to our, uh, food pantry, just food. And, you know, then we donate to different, you know, we just have different 
things around the community, which is exactly what I will do all the ways. When I have more money, it'll just be in a lot bigger chunks. (laughs) I want to start with my community, my own backyard, and having it, you know, be the place, you know, the difference. I also love the idea of being a a good place to be. I love the idea of being a secret millionaire. Yes. Like, like where no That's one fun. would even know. And so sometimes I'll do this. This is kind of a fun practice to get you into that mindset is I will be walking around my neighborhood and I'll be saying these people, they, and I live in like a pretty swanky area right now and in the suburbs of Detroit and I'll walk around and I'm literally surrounded by millionaires. And I'm like, these people don't even know that I'm a millionaire. They probably think <laughs> I'm some weirdo with weird style like who is this chick with this wild hair walking around the neighborhood and and then looking at them and being like you don't even know how powerful and influential and rich i am That's you don't even awesome. know me. Uh, secret scene <laughs> yeah hell yeah yep. Oh, man. I hate, hate, hate to say this, guys, but we are bumped up against our, well, we're actually way over our 30-minute time frame. (laughs) It just, like, literally blinked, and I was like, oh, dear. And I know that everybody's got places Uh to go this morning, so we want to make sure that we get everyone out the door on time. So, first things first, Kathleen, please let everyone know how they can find you and how they can support you and what we can be doing right now. Um, I know you've got all sorts of things going on, but where do we buy the book and where do we find the podcast and all of that? You can buy the book anywhere books are sold. So, (laughs) (laughs) there's that. Uh, support local. If your indie bookstore does not have the book, ask them to order it for you and they will. Um, and then also you can find all of the free resources and podcasts and all of that at our website at beingboss.club or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Perfect. And you are still taking clients through Braid Creative, correct? Yeah, yes. We're still taking clients through Braid Creative. Um, we do have a wait list, but... We love branding other coaches and creative entrepreneurs, and we've started working with organizations and businesses, oh, wow. so people-driven, purpose-driven organizations, so we are expanding. Nice. Very cool. Nice. And that's at, braid, that's at braidcreative.com. Perfect. And we'll put all of that in the show notes, guys, so you can connect directly through a link on our show notes. Um, and oh God, you know, it's just been, it's seriously is such a fangirl moment for me right now. So I'm trying not to blubber and go all over the place, but thank you so much for being you and doing what you do. Um, you've made such a huge impact on my life and the boss that I have become. Um, and I just really appreciate it so much more than you could ever know. Um, And I'm super excited to read the book and follow along with whatever the world, wherever the world takes you next. Oh, well, thank you so much, Jay and Becca, for having me. And I feel like we need to do this again. We're like, I just want to interview you, Becca. I know Jay. Like, we (laughs) (laughs) we need to chat more. But seriously, I mean... Talk about getting into alignment. Nothing um, is more fun than getting to hang with you all. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Kathleen. I adore you. Thank you, friend, for uh, coming on the show. And, you know, I'm just uh, always an honor and a privilege to be your friend and uh, to know you and to be part of your world. So thanks for coming on. All right, everybody. We will see you next week. 
Thank you so much for joining us again this week on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We appreciate you so much, and we invite you to join us at Doing the Work with Jay and Becca on Facebook. Uh, We have a great discussion group there going. Or visit us at jayandbecca.com for show notes. We have uh, pullouts of links to the books and the things that we talk about. And as always, we are here for you, and we want to be part of your weekly self-care. So thank you so much for listening. Stay connected, and most importantly, be kind to you. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Jay, and we'll see you next week. See you next week.